0: All right, we're going to be in Joel chapter 1. That is Old Testament. Joel chapter 1. And uh, we're going to have several scriptures we're going to read. So, uh, And they're all significant for what we're going to talk about. So as we read, really try to... Uh, you don't have to like memorize it or anything, but really try to attempt to grasp uh, the general message of each Scripture, of each section that we're kind of running through, uh, so that it all makes sense as we go. And if you need to, leave your Bible open there and just kind of go back and look it over. I may, uh, If I'll remember to, I'll try to reference what Scriptures we're talking about but, uh, really, just try to get involved in this message because I believe it 's very important. I believe that this is a very timely message we uh, We returned from Mobile uh, Friday, but while we were down there, we was in this conference, and it was talking about rising up a Samuel generation and those that if you don 't remember this story, but I believe it was Eli right and uh, Eli was the priest in the temple or in 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 the tabernacle and and he was um, he was allowing things into into uh, god 's temple into the the tabernacle that shouldn 't have been allowed. He was allowing his sons to do things that shouldn't, uh, that they shouldn 't be doing shouldn 't have been doing and uh, his eyes were becoming dim he was going blind, and he uh, ultimately allowed the the uh, candle stand the, the the lamp to burn out, which was not allowed it was supposed to burn uh continually in the tabernacle and uh anyway uh so samuel was the young priest chosen of god young man a child that god uh spoke to and uh to rise him up to take eli's place right eli was allowing uh things that were displeasing to god and uh God chose Samuel to rise up to take that place to bring holiness back into the temple to bring holiness back into the things of God and to bring a a, uh, a good report a good testimony of who God is uh, to the children of Israel. So I believe that that, uh, that is actually happening. I, I've seen it to the churches that we've went to. There's, uh, there's been a... Uh, An image of what the church currently is, and there's you can see people rising up and coming in and saying, uh, telling the Lord that they want to be used in a way like they've never seen because what they're seeing in the churches is not what they believe is God or ordained by God, rather. So, uh, we're going to talk about that. So, in Joel chapter 1 is where we're going to begin. We're going to begin in verse 2. You can read verse 1. If you read verse 1, we'll all get a uh, if you read the whole chapter, you'll get a chapter. But we're going to read pieces of it, so we're going to just go ahead and skip verse one because I got a lot of scripture, and I uh, I picked the parts I believe uh, still gives us the essence of what's happening, and uh, without reading everything. So it says, "Hear this, ye old men, and give ear, all ye inhabitants of the land." hath this been in your days, or even in the days of your fathers? Tell ye your children of it. Let your children tell their children, and their children another generation. That which the palmer worm hath left hath the locust eaten, and that which the locust hath left hath the canker worm eaten, and that which the canker worm hath uh, left hath the caterpillar eaten. Awake ye drunkards and weep, and howl all you drinkers of wine, because of the new wine, for it is cut off from your mouth. For a nation has come up upon my land, strong and without number, whose teeth are the teeth of, lion, uh, are teeth of a lion, and he hath the cheek teeth of a great lion. He hath laid my vine, uh, my vine waste, and barked my fig trees. He hath made, a, made it clean bare, and cast it away. The branches therefore are made white. Lament like a virgin girded with sackcloth for the husband of her youth. The meat offering and the drink offering is cut off from the house of the Lord. The priests, the Lord's ministers mourn. The field is wasted, the land mourneth, for the corn is wasted, the new wine is dried up, the oil languisheth. But uh, be ye ashamed, O ye husbandmen, howl, O ye vine dressers, for the wheat and for the barley, because the harvest of the field is perished. The vine is dried up, and the fig tree languishes. The pomegranate tree, the palm tree, also, and the apple tree; even all the trees of the field are withered, because joy is withered away from the sons of men. I want to point out uh, as we go. Just now, we're going to take, we're going to stop at twelve. We're going to jump down to fifteen. But I want to point out that it says that uh, that it's talking about this uh, uh, a famine, in a sense, coming upon the land. Uh, everything's being consumed. And it says that, uh, it says, limit like a virgin girded with sackcloth for the husband of her youth. That is also being referred to as a, a virgin can be referred to as a bride. So like, uh, for example, Chelsea is my virgin. She's known nobody else. And then she belongs to me, right? So that's, it's not talking about it, a literal virgin, but it's uh, talking about a bride who's, uh, who has lost her husband of her youth. So we're talking about lamenting, a really hardship, a really travail. This is hard times, right? And it says that, uh, uh, what was the other part I want to be talk about. Oh, it says, Be ye ashamed, O ye husbandmen, how old ye vine dressers. A husbandman is a servant of a worker of a field that he doesn't own, right? So keep those in mind as we move forward. So we're going to jump down to verse 15. Alas for the day, for the day of the Lord is at hand, and as a destruction from the Almighty shall it come. Is not the meat cut off before our eyes, yea, joy and gladness from the house of God? The seed is rotten under their clods. The garners are laid desolate. The barns are broken down. For the corn is withered. We're going to jump from 17 down to chapter 2 and verse 12. So therefore also now, saith the Lord, turn ye even to me with all your heart and with fasting, with weeping, with mourning and rend your heart, not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God, for He is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repenteth Him of the evil. Jump down to verse eighteen. Then will the Lord be jealous for His land, and pity uh, and pity His people. Yea, the Lord will answer and say unto His people, Behold, I will send you corn and wine and oil. And you shall be satisfied therewith, and I will no more make you a reproach among the heathen. And it shall come to pass, sorry, jump down to 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men sh- uh, shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. The Lord says in the beginning, in the beginning of the Scriptures that we read, He says to examine if these things have been in our days. He says examine. Tell, tell your children. we uh, Tell your children of what's happening. And tell them to tell their children of what has happened. So that everybody understands the situation that we are currently in. Have we ever seen a time like now? So we live in a time of plenty, right? Everything's available. So I want us to look at this spiritual aspect of what's happening in the church. We're not looking at a famine in the natural. There's no scarcity of food. There's no scarcity of water. We live in a plentiful place. You can go down to the store and get anything you want right now. So what I I feel like the, uh, the Lord is telling us is to look into the spiritual. And we see in our churches a lacking of the presence of God. We have watched generations unwilling to worship God, right? We see in the church service, in many church services, if you visit many churches, it is the same thing everywhere. People are coming into the church house and they're not worshiping God. They don't know God. They don't want to know God. They're content with where they're at and they refuse to move forward. And we have seen the churches refuse to operate in the kingdom of God. And this is a great loss in the country of the things of God. This is a great loss. We're not performing. The churches are not performing in the manner we should. We no longer look through spiritual eyes, but we look through carnal ones. We see problems in every part of life, but we have no answers. We see that there's destruction. We see that there's abortions happening. We see that... uh, uh, People are uh, willingly shooting up malls and shooting up churches. And we see all this destruction, and yet we have no answers. We can point to it and say, that's not of God. This is demonic. We can see all kinds of things, but most people nowadays do not have any answer for that. And all of this uh, we can see in the church also. We can point our finger at the people who are not worshiping. We can... Point our finger at the people who do not care about God. We can point our finger at the people who have no interest in the things of God, who are not performing in the ways that God would have us. But if we do not have an answer, it's pointless, right? So all of this is the judgment from God. He has, uh, uh, he has given us a great abundance to use in the kingdom of God. But we're too busy with our life to do anything about it right we have an abundance of resources we have an abundance of availability we have an abundance of people even but we're so busy we're not able to do the things of god right even in this small youth group and it's growing every day it seems but it seems as though that we're so busy right i'm guilty of this everything that i'm speaking i'm guilty of to myself but we're so busy with everything else we refuse to look into the things of god what he wants us to do Uh, So God has allowed us to fall into a religious routine without the anointing anointing of God, and the people are no longer touched by the church. Churches have gone into this rut. They've fallen into this routine. I show up, they sing, they preach, I go home. That's the extent of a Christian's walk nowadays, and we mm. realize that God has given us over to that. God has given to the children of Israel over in this uh, the scriptures that we've read, that it talks about the drunkard that he uh, that he's been. Uh, consuming all of this wealth, consuming all of this increase, and laying around not even realizing that one day that the famine was going to come, right? Mm. He didn't realize that the famine was coming because God allowed uh, allowed this famine to come in order to make them awaken out of their sleep. (laughs) Awaken out of what they were consumed with to show them that there's a problem with the way that things are operating. To show them that God is not pleased with the way they're handling the things that God has given them. And that same thing God has allowed in the church. Uh, uh, So uh, the Scripture talks about the desolate fields and uh, how barren they have become. So in the same in the natural... Uh, that we, I may point out that we live in a time that few are being saved and scarcely is anyone being filled with the Holy Ghost, right? Yeah. We're seeing a place in a church where few are coming to the salvation of God. Few come to the knowledge of Christ and few go into the deeper things of God. And even less are being filled with the Spirit of God, right? We all know Jesus, but have we gone any farther than that? Yes. Have we de- have we stepped into the deep things of God? So we're all guilty of this, right? We've all experienced this, but this was given to us by God to show us that there's a greater need than what's happening, right? Yes. So we've allowed ourselves to come become compl- uh, complacent with the things of God. We're no longer moving forward in the kingdom of God. We see that joy and gladness was cut off from the house of God and the same thing if we look into the churches we see people uh, we see people that have no joy when they come to the house of God they no longer come in with a heart of worship they're simply just here because this is what we do we come into the church house and we're able to point our finger at how everybody else is doing things wrong Mm -hmm. and we're unable to see the fact that we are not ourselves walking with the Lord we ourselves are not moving forward in the things of God. So, uh, so we see that, uh, and it says that the seed is rotten. Time after time, people have come and went to the altar, but never returned. Mm. So the seed that was planted in their heart did not grow. The seed was rotten in those days. It was not producing fruit. And the same thing we see in the spiritual sense in our churches today. That the seed that's being planted is not taking root in the hearts of men and women, that in the, the young people even in the youth group, we uh, we continue to minister the word of God, right? We continue to minister the gospel, minister grace, minister the Spirit of God, and yet it doesn't take root. It's not producing the things that God desires it to produce. It's not yeah. producing fruit. We see churches that are fruitless, not bearing the fruit that God has, not bearing spiritual fruit, but God. God's mercy is great, and He says to turn to the Lord. Repent, weep, and fast, right? It says to rend our hearts because this terrible thing we see happening. Do we realize that God is not able to move in a mighty way in this church, right? We realize that God is not touching this community. And we must understand that it is your and I' fault. It is our fault that people do not hear about Jesus. It's my fault that this church is not operating in the fullness of the Spirit of God, right? It's your fault that it's not happening. And that we must accept that blame. And we must turn to God and repent of our complacency. Repent of of our, uh, our contentness of just attending church, but becoming the church is what we must do. Yes. And that God, uh, and that God is still merciful, and will repent of the thing He is allowing us to do, uh, allowing to happen. Right? God will repent if we uh, if we come to Him, if we uh, if we show. That we are repenting to Him, if we humble ourselves before God, He will hear us and heal our churches, right He will again see the, we will again see the fruit growing on the children of God. people will begin to pray, praise, and worship God like never before. If we will just simply humble ourselves and choose to move forward in God, choose to allow him to use us in the ways right I choose to uh, choose to be used by God. And to no longer be content with just setting in service. Just uh, just allowing God to do the things He does with other people. Uh, this generation has a... Uh, I believe that we also are seeing a generation that is sick of seeing churches do nothing while people are going to hell, right? We see a church that just simply sits around. I'm not talking about this when I'm talking about churches in general, right? not specifically pointing us out, but we must hold ourselves accountable, right? But we see churches that are happy just coming together once or twice a week, and coming together and not doing anything for the people that are lost, right? Not interested in sending missionaries, not interested in sending evangelists, and not interested in ministering to their local community. And while all this is happening, people are going to hell, and they because they do not know the love of Christ, right? Because nobody is telling them. Nobody is speaking to them. And uh, God is raising up a generation uh, and this generation has a desire to see the things of God change people. They are no longer happy watching everyone sit in their pews waiting to die but desire to go and reach the lost with the Gospel. I believe God is bringing a people up out of this generation of people that are content, right? I believe that God (laughs) desires to use us. And I believe that He's calling the Samuels out of that temple, out of that bed, saying, no, I want to use you as God would allow. God is raising up this generation for this time. He wants to use you to be the example to uh, example to change the hearts of those content with the current state of the church those that are over there uh, in in this congregation and many others, if they are simply content with what things God is doing right now, then it's up to you and I that we allow God to use us to be that example, to be that example that will bring God into their hearts, to bring God into their lives in such a way that will change them, help them to see that there's more to this than just attending church, right? Uh, God says He will pour out His Spirit on all flesh. He will anoint you because He has called you. He's called each and every one of you. He wants you to be a part of this. And He will anoint you to do that. It says that the sons and the daughters will prophesy. The old men will dream dreams and the young men will see visions. God has a purpose for you and it is to be the vessel that God brings His glory into the house once again before He returns. God desires to use you. God desires and He has chosen you to be the vessel to bring forth a spiritual revival into this church and this yes, community yes. because every church is filled with men and women that are content just attending. But I believe that God wants to raise a generation. I believe He's calling people, calling young people, calling yes. myself and others yes. to be a vessel for God to pour out His Spirit on everyone in order to bring a revival like we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. To bring people that are, no, that are content, but bring them into a position with God that they are no longer content with the things that, uh, that are happening in their church, but want to move forward into the glory of God. They want to move forward into the perfect plan of God. God will once again save souls in abundance, and He will fill people with the Holy Ghost in excess. He will be able to touch this world with the Gospel because you chose to step out in faith and allow Him to change the way you serve God so that souls will be saved. Mm-hmm. Right? Right? God is going to save souls because you choose to step out. Because you choose to, in faith, move forward with God and quit worrying about the things that other people are doing, but to focus on what God has for you right here and right now. Right, That God wants to use you in this time. Uh, He is calling today. Will you be a part of this great revival that God wants to bring to pass in these last days? Will you give yourself to that? He's calling us today. Will you be that person? Will you be the one that says, yes, Lord, send me into this lost generation. Send me into this church that doesn't have any interest in talking to you, that doesn't have any interest in worshiping you. Send me into that group of people because I desire to know the deep things of God. I desire to see God work. I desire to see God move. I desire to see God change hearts, to change lives in such a way that would bring revival into this community, right? Do you have that in you? Do you have that desire to see God move? Or are you too concerned with just sitting in your pew and just allowing things to go on and point your finger, well, it's them and they're doing this wrong and it's that, it's their fault that God's not moving. It's the pastor's fault because he's not preaching, right? It's the deacon's fault because they won't allow this or they won't allow that. Are you going to just sit there and be that person? Or will you step out in faith and allow God to bring bring you into a position with Him that will affect the people around you? Why are you willing to step out of that? Because that is what God is calling us into right now at this service, in this moment. It's time. The time is short and people are dying without Christ. Will you allow Him to begin to use you? People are dying. Lost. Bound for hell because you're unwilling to spread the Gospel. People are dying in the church not knowing who God really is because you're not willing to be that example. Because you're not willing to say, I don't care what I look like. I want to move forward in the kingdom of God. Are you willing to be that person? Are you happy to watch people die not being able to perform the fullness of God simply because you are unwilling to step out and be used of God? No longer hold them accountable. But hold yourself accountable. If somebody doesn't know how to behave properly in the things of God, it is your own fault. It is your fault that they don't see how to behave properly. It is your fault that they don't see how to walk with God. It's your fault. And it's my fault, right? It is because we're unwilling to step out. It is because we're unwilling to be used of God. It's because we're lying there in our plentiness, in our salvation thinking that everything should be happy and hunky-dory, that everything's going to be great and wonderful, that everybody's going to know how to behave properly, that everybody's going to know how to walk with God. But the reality of it is, is they don't. Because you're so content, that you're so happy just simply attending church, that you're so happily just simply living in your salvation without reaching the people around you. But if you will begin to allow God to bring you out of what is normal, Bring you out of what has been the the status quo or what has been the normal routine of your everyday life. Allow Him to bring you into the glorious, perfect will of Jesus Christ and begin to influence the kingdom of God in a mighty way. Then they will begin to see who Jesus really is. Then they will begin to be condemned. and, And not condemned, but that they will receive conviction for the things that they are performing, the things that they are doing, the fact that they are unwilling to move forward in God. They will see that and they will be convicted of their, 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 uh, their ways that do not glorify God and they will begin to move forward towards God because you will be used, because you stepped out, because you allowed God to call you. He's calling you now. Will you simply step out in faith? Will you step out and be that vessel? Are you interested in that? Are you interested in seeing this youth group, this church, this community move forward in God? Or are you just happy seeing the things that you're currently seeing? Are you happy with all this? Is it simple? Is it just that simple? Do you not care? Do I not care? Am I not caring for this community? Am I not caring for this church? And am I not caring for this youth group enough to step out, deny myself, and live the life of Christ in this generation if you would go ahead and stand with us I want you to stand with us and, and I want you to worship God I want you to seek God I want you to seek and examine your life are you operating the way God wants you to are you moving forward in the spirit of God do you desire the things of God if you desire to move forward I'd ask you to pray I'd ask, if you can we can make room come and pray at the altar we'll pray with you We must move forward in God or this generation will just continue to do what they've always done and souls will be lost. Souls will die and go to hell because we are unwilling to step out. Because we're unwilling to go. Because we're unwilling to witness. Because we're unwilling to worship. Because we're unwilling to move forward in the kingdom of God. It is on our shoulders right now. Will you accept that call? Will you move forward with God today?